Hello and welcome back to the Wolverhampton Arts and Culture Podcast. We've had a little break over August because of holidays um, but we are back and we've got some amazing talks and people on the podcast and we're starting it all off with Emma Pursehouse, our current Wolverhampton City Poet Laureate. Um, it was amazing to talk to Emma, I love talking to Emma. And we got to talk about her career, how she started out, her relationship with PPP, Poets, Practitioners, Pandemonious, and also about the Poet Laureateship, her year in it, and also looking forward at the next Poet Laureate that we are looking for now. So if you are interested in possibly being the next City Poet Laureate, then please do get in touch. Head to the Wolverhampton Literature festival website and you'll be able to see how to apply and what we're looking for um, and while you're writing in your application and looking for inspiration or you just want to hear more about Emma then please do listen on to hear my conversation with the current city poet laureate Emma Pursehouse. Thank you for um, taking some time out of your day to come and join me on our arts and culture podcast. No problem. Glad to be here. Nice to see you. Yeah, it's always nice to see you. I love talking to you, Emma, because it's just like, it's just so refreshing to be able to um, speak to someone um, just about kind of art and culture in the city. And um, when I started this job and I was like doing, sorting out Wolverhampton Literature Festival, everyone was always like, Oh, have you talked to, have you talked to Emma? Um, <laughs> and I think it's so great because you're basically poetry and walls and you have become so like connected almost, um, which is such a lovely, um, I think such a lovely place to be. Do you feel like that is kind of like a responsibility that you have in the city? Yeah, I mean, I've always sort of, it was a little bit like that because there was, nothing much going on poetry wise when I started writing and um Simon Fletcher who was a literature development officer for the city set yeah. something up and I was I was in from the start on that so yeah so it's kind of grown from that and you do sort of feel like you know you want to put platforms so people can share their work and and that kind of thing so that's been happening about 20 years now so yeah I think you do I think when you're a writer, that is part of your, can be part of your responsibility, really, to kind of ensure the stuff for you to do and share, but also for other people as well. Yeah, I think it's um, definitely something that's really important, especially in, like, cities that aren't the mainstream cities, like London and stuff, being able to have these kind of opportunities. And um, I think that's really great. What I found in Wolverhampton is that there is so many of these pockets of opportunities um, for writers and poets to kind of showcase their skills. And I know that you uh, do a lot of that with um, Steve and Dave. With yeah, Poets Prattlers, we do a lot across the black country. Well, really, we do stuff in Warsaw as well as Wolverhampton and, um, you know, various places, anywhere that'll have us really. But yeah, it, it is, I think it's important. It is important to, you know, get people together into communities to do their art because there's the support in numbers it makes it easier to pull, pull things off and get things going and yeah 
yeah and to have this community spirit don't you think like um because otherwise it can slowly just kind of either people move away if they don't think there's anything in the city for them yeah yeah and I think um Wolverhampton has such a big opportunity um with the great um the university with its art program and its great creative writing um department as well to kind of nurture this talent so many fantastic venues and little spaces you can do events in 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 the city as well which is really nice you know like from sort of quite big spaces to kind of little upstairs of pubs and things like that you know and it's nice to think there's lots of little opportunities to have lots of little things going on yeah and you don't have to like you said there's so many like little nooks and crannies that like a new poet doesn't feel doesn't have to feel like they're overwhelmed by having to perform to a a hundred people rather they can you know friendly little little gatherings really in different places and proper like community of people so how did you get into um like you said you started 20 years ago you said Simon Fletcher was a major role in that but how did you get into poetry writing and oh that was like years before I think I had my first poem published when I was about six or seven in the brownie magazine something like um and then just like as a little kid seeing your name in print and a little picture with it as well that somebody's drawn and it's like it's intoxicating that is it's like oh because somebody's valued something you've said which sometimes doesn't happen all the time for people (laughs) and so I think writing writing just kind of became that kind of uh, way of having a voice Mm. but also you know when you see something published I think it felt like something was valued that you did so I just carried on from there but performing um I haven't been doing that long comparatively because I didn't have the confidence as a kid to do that kind of thing you won't got me near a stage so that's kind of quite comparatively recent development within the last um 15 20 years really yeah and what kind of got you to decide that you wanted to stand in front of um, be a performance poet in Wolverhampton called um, Dr Neville Vassell and he was a uh, from the Afro-Caribbean community and I worked with his wife I shared an office with his wife and he was a brilliant performer I mean he used to do a lot of stuff in, in Patois and he was such a persuasive man um, <laughs> full of like force of nature really and one day he said he was having an event it was at lighthouse so it was a really big space as well and a, like um it was wasn't just poetry there was um lots of people doing lectures in black history there was uh, some other poets there was singers there was all sorts going on and um, Simon Fletcher was actually there that's where I met him and I got up and did a poem and I had an out-of-body experience, heard a funny noise, which I thought, what, what was that? And it was the laugh in the right place. I was hooked, a bit like seeing you now. So that's where it started, really. But it was Neville, who um, was just so welcoming, and that the people at that event were so welcoming, and just made me feel like I could get up and do it. Yeah, no, I can imagine. And it's great to have someone there to kind of support you and kind of egg you on to, like, I suppose you have that done for you so you want to kind of do that for other people if you can yeah exactly and I think that's what you know with um pastor and um 
home and away and all of these overnight mic nights you guys are doing. I think that's really a brilliant way to kind of edge um, people to be like, look, you can do this too, you know, um, stand up on the stage and people will laugh at the right points, like you said, and it'll, you, you'll get like a buzz, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, you never know, do you, with a public. Um, like all these events that you do are so incredible. And I think it really makes it accessible for people to engage with poetry um, and the spoken word. Like when I started, I didn't be, <laughs> going to be really honest now um you know my experience of poetry was probably from GCSE and A-levels and that was the like the last time I had engaged with poetry in like a proper way and I think they make you so like they make you analyze it it's so depth in depth that it kind of loses its yeah, fun yeah. and stuff what you're analyzing isn't necessarily something you're connecting to because it's out of your personal experience I mean as a kid I was asked to read Dylan Thomas which I loved and I started to try and write like him and then all of a sudden one day I thought hang on he's a Welsh bloke in middle age who lives in Wales I'm 17 and I live in Wolverhampton why am I writing stuff about countryside you know what I mean so it's, yeah sometimes you don't get things put in front of you that resonate with you and I think school because it's quite narrow the curriculum can sometimes inadvertently put people off yeah exactly and I do think you know it you know I was Caroline Duffy is incredible but when you have to really like closely look at the metaphors and like write essays about them you end up like I, I did a history degree and most of the time I don't really want to look at history and read about it sometimes um but I think having to be engaged with poetry with what um you're doing in the city with Poetry Slam. Poetry Slam is one of the favorite things I've ever been to. Um, I think it really, yeah, it really just like invigorates the, the love of, of what poetry could be. For, for me, it's the same as music. Um, you're mm. not gonna like every piece of music. You're not gonna like every piece of poetry, but there is something for everybody. I maintain that with poetry, that there will be something, a poem, a poet that if you did delve and dig you will find something that connects to you because yeah. there's just such a range of it out there and there's yeah exactly and there's just different ways to engage I think um being able to find these different opportunities and be able to provide that in Wolverhampton is really important and I know Wolves is really important in your writing um with your last two publications close your anthology of poem and dogs being very based in Black Country and yes. Wolfhampton was that um how important was it to kind of for you to highlight these places in writing massively because um, I mean they say don't they? they say right what you know this is what I know this is where I've always more or less always lived um I lived on a narrowboat for a while but even so I was still based in the Black Country quite a lot of the time on it um and it, it matters to me um, preservation of what's going on around me, um, the people that I meet, it, it's as important as anywhere else. So why shouldn't you write about it? But I mean, there is, um, I have over that, the years had problems with people saying, oh, you know, don't set it in Wolverhampton, don't set it in the black country, change the dialect and things like that. And I've, that's the only thing I wouldn't change about stuff because it's important to me. It's, it's important to kind of represent where I'm from. 
and um, the people who I meet here because I love the place. So yeah, it, that is it is massively important for me to yeah. represent. It's weird, isn't it, that they say you know write what you know, but then they're telling you to like um, <laughs> take out the dialect. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Don't write what you know. <laughs> you know, but kind of tweak it. <laughs> Um, which seems a bit strange, but I think, yeah, I think it's, I feel, do you think there's a shift in um, literature at the moment towards hoping yeah. for representation? Um, I think, uh, I think this does go in phases, uh, and at the moment there's an interesting working class writing uh, yeah. through, through Kit Duvall with what she's done with putting together Common People, which is an anthology of working class writing. And there's um, a sister anthology come out in Ireland now, which has just been published. And I, I went to the launch of that and the writing's phenomenal, you know, um, and I think it's, it's all fingers crossed. It is gonna make a difference and make publishing start to uh, shift and consider diversity because at the moment, at sort of the you know the higher levels of publishing it's very much governed by middle upper class white women a lot of women um you know when you go to event you know when relates to them rather than looking kind of outside other voices um and i think as well um people are taking a little bit more seriously um diversity and right because they're starting to have sensitivity readers so that things certain voices don't get overheard or or make mistakes in what they're saying um there's been something recently that's happened within um the poetry community that you know is making it clear that this kind of thing does need to happen and changes do need to be made in publishing mm, yeah i think that's definitely something that um i've seen um as well kind of like this move towards you know, in like a lot of sectors as well, but um, I think in arts and culture and across the cultural sectors and arts that there, um, there is a need to kind of make sure there's more representation than the yeah. certain voices. Um, you know, art needs to represent the whole community and, our, you know, our communities are, you know, they're, they're diverse and different, therefore yeah. the art needs to reflect that. Yeah, especially in like, um, in England as a whole and a United Kingdom as a whole, but in the Midlands as well, I think there is um, a lots of different voices. Yeah, to me, that's what's so special about, you know, Wolverhampton and the Midlands as well. I love that about it. I always, you know, even from a kid, you know, you meet people from all different places. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah, and the, the um, dialect as well. Um, it's always it. Um, so like I've learned a few words like yam yams and stuff, and you know Boston and stuff. And I think that's just like such a great thing. It's like its own little, its own language, which I think is an important thing to be able to, like you say, preserve in literature. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, it gets lost. Um, it comes slowly kind of gets molded in and I know that um I have an, a friend that's a actor and he was saying how um, when he started out they got rid of his accent and they did loads of like training to try and like get rid of um any dialect or any anything that doesn't sound like the English that they want yeah to present but nowadays he said that now they don't do that they like 
champion and they want people to keep their accents and um, they have particular roles for it as well. And I think um, it's great that in your book, Dog, that you do continue that kind of um, championing the dialect and just be like, no, you say no, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I think that's really great. And people speak and it, it's about trying to record, you know, what you see, what you hear, and that is part of it. And besides from your own work, you also work with very closely with Steve Pottinger and Dave Pitt as part of a collective called Poets, Practices and Pandemonious, um, PPP, as one would say. Um, and I, you know, you guys are really well known in the Black country and you guys do so much work with so many different um, organisations as well, not just us at LitFest. Um but I just want to know, because I don't think many people know, well, maybe they do, but like, how did you guys come together? Oh, um, <laughs> I kind of knew, I knew Dave Pitt. Yeah. From kind of past crossing on the, but I knew his wife better, actually, because I used to go drinking with Irving Chapalash back in the day when we were, <laughs> young, when we were young. Um, so I kind of vaguely knew him. And then uh, I was doing a gig at Litchgate in Wolverhampton, just a little upstairs poetry gig and Steve Pottinger was reviewing it right um, uh, so I kind of met him at that and then he'd moved back to the black country from having lived away and he wanted to try and engage with some poets so somebody had recommended Dave Pitt to him and said they thought they'd get on he'd seen me at that event and he just contacted pair of us and said would we like to do a kind of a get together and try and put some stuff on so we said yes uh went to a pub um <laughs> went to the pub uh had a few drinks had a laugh realized that we all got on and decided to write a show um which we did and we we um premiered it at the um arena theater in Wolverhampton and then took it to Edinburgh for a, a run in Edinburgh uh, that was about four years ago five years four years and so we've been kind of working as a collective for about five years but um we have a laugh <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, and that, i mean that, that's 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 a really good thing when you're kind of working on something like that that you kind of get on we have a laugh but we get stuff done because yeah. they're all they're both really kind of driven in a good sense and hard working so as a team makes you able to put more stuff on because there's three of you so if one of you goes down the other two pull you up kind of thing so yeah that's how we work really but it's steve yeah it was steve's idea and usually most things we do are steve's ideas he'll say something and me and pitt will just go yeah right then and uh, <laughs> dragged along <laughs> so he's like in, in the driving seat being like i've got all these things and you're gonna be like mm, maybe not this one maybe that. i have got He'll go, no, no, I'm sure that was your idea, Dave. Or, no, that was your idea, Emma. And it, they really weren't. They're all is. We just kind of go along with it. <laughs> just let them be. I love it. So that must have been a really good review then. So. <laughs> no, it was. It was a really good review. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm glad it was a good review. And um, you guys, you three came together because you guys are just a, such a driving force in the Black country and in the city um, for poetry and giving that opportunity to the amazing talent and in the city and giving opportunity for people to see some amazing poets and, um, and bring them to the black country to perform 
as well as giving an opportunity for people to like you said get on that stage and for the first time and get hooked to that feeling of performance poetry and as a collective I know that you guys work on lots of projects as well not on just these opportunities to form bring these amazing poets together but also working with organizations like us at Wolverhampton Literature Festival and the Art Gallery and um, with creative black country as well to bring a, a few projects alive through poetry yeah um, we also work with multi-story as well uh, a West Brom based arts organization we do quite a bit with poetry on Lowen um, mm. yeah so we, that, we that's sort of um, yeah we work across different things really so we do some oral history stuff we do as well as the poetry and uh we've done um you know we, we put on kind of events which encourage people to write as well as perform we do quite a lot of workshops so yeah it's quite a few things that we've branched out into particularly during lockdown because it was a case of having to Mm. Yeah, exactly. You guys have done, did amazing um, over lockdown, like with all your virtual events and making sure that people were able to kind of still tap into the networking community that you guys have developed, um, which I think is really important during lockdown as well. And I'm not, I did use some of what you guys were doing to like feed into um, LitFest as well and use it as a model. Um, you guys really like, it seemed like you guys did that really quickly as well, kind of. It was a bit of a learning curve. Yeah, obviously. I can imagine. Because um, I hadn't even heard of Zoom a year, you know, like a year and a half ago. I didn't know what it was. Um, so it was a learning curve. But um, again, because there's three of you, you support each other. And Dave is a, Dave's day job is tech. So we were kind of, well, how do we do this, Dave? So it, it, again, it's that kind of support um, that we've kind of got for each other so each of us have got different strengths I suppose um but yeah we've had people contact us to to say how important that not us but us doing stuff so that they could maintain contact with other people because they were just on their own and uh, we realized quite early on that it was going to be quite um a lifeline for a, a lot of folk really no I think definitely especially with people who live alone I think just um, all these different networks and people being able to kind of create this accessibility um, yeah. online has really helped. We've made a decision. I think a lot of uh, poetry promoters or event promoters ho hopefully will stick to this, are going to do hybrid stuff from if it goes back to normal because we picked up a lot of people that may be disabled, uh, women with childcare, issues who suddenly could join our events and uh, have been with us throughout the whole of lockdown and we don't want to just suddenly go right okay let, we're going back to live events you know it, it's wrong so I think one of the learning things from this dreadful situation is that um you know there is a need for this online stuff yeah no definitely yeah I think it's, it's something that I think everyone should continue um considering and building in I think going back to what we used to do I don't think is um works as well um saying this while planning the next festival um, <laughs> I am keeping that top of mind as well um so yeah and obviously in the last two years like 
in 2019, I think it was, you became the City Poet Laureate. Um, yeah. I, in a bit of a weird year. Um, I, <laughs> didn't happen as you expected. Quite as I expected. No. <laughs> no. I know that, did you get to do some of the things that you kind of set out to do? Yeah, I was, um, do, I was thinking about this the other day because I've started kind of putting together a little kind of diary and some of the things I've written. And at first, I think I came into post on National Poetry Day 2019. So mm-hmm. things were still normal then. So I did about, I did um, a lovely project with um, the health, uh, health people in Wolverhampton in Whitmerings and I was out and about and I was nattering to people and um, taken out to kind of get ideas to write a poem about what Whitmerings meant to people and I was thinking oh this is going to be great because I love nattering <laughs> you might notice yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love nattering to people and uh, getting out and about because that's the way I write that feeds me that mm. you know way on buses cafes so I did that project uh great no problem got the poem done and they made a film of it um did a couple of events early on to do with housing so I was able to shoot up the archives and do a little bit of digging and then perform at an, at an event where I was meeting all these um the oldest council house residents at the mayor's park oh. and I was loving it it was brilliant and then of course <laughs> lockdown <laughs> suddenly it's like Oh, yeah, because I can't meet people. I can't go and sit and listen. But um, it just meant you'd, I dealt with it differently. So um, one of the things I've done, because I made a little pledge to write 52 poems over the course of the laureateship, which is one every two weeks. like. And um, when lockdown started, I, I kind of did a little book with my dad because he was doing oh, walks. Yes. Bantock Park so he'd send me a photo every day and I'd write a tanker and put it up on Facebook and um people seemed to really like this and they'd wait for them every day and there was loads of comments and it was really lovely because it was keeping my dad occupied keeping me occupied yeah but also um people were waiting for it the little post almost and it was showcasing Bantock which is a area of parking Wolverhampton that it's just lovely it's a lovely place mm-hmm. And in the end, we made a little book of that and started selling it for um, charity. So our friends of Bantock and the Well Food Bank benefited from it. Now, I wouldn't have done that if lockdown hadn't have happened. So there's been little, I've gone on different tacks with things, but still managed to, to work. And then I got um, one or two commission poems from um, arts organisations that uh kind of fed into the Wolverhampton thing and then I was doing one of two of my own little research things but it, it was just different because I couldn't go out and natter to people so. yeah so kind yeah. Of you had to change your kind of your tact on how you yeah. were going to um do do and be the poet laureate but it sounds like you didn't you know you were able to flex it really well and still you know set out to champion um poetry in the city and also trying to represent Wolverhampton. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, during the laureateship as well, and while, while we we're in lockdown, did a program for Radio Four as well, yeah. which which was all about uh, local poetry, Black country poetry. So again, I 
I think that was already in the pipeline before um, before lockdown and before I was the laureate, but I was able to sort of talk about being the laureate and, you know, go, go out and actually, um, by that point, we could go and meet people outside. So I did it all on a little recorder and things yeah. like that. So it, just things came that I didn't expect to happen. And of course, the first Lit Fest I was in post, that was live still. So I had great time at that still nattering to folk and doing things <clears throat> it's just been since then really but it's yeah. just been odd <laughs> yeah it's just all odd but I think it's um it must be interesting to be able to also give a snapshot to this kind of moment in history in wolves like you said with the books and the walking and stuff yeah. like that's not a you know that's not a thing where you would have been apart from your parents for so long like I haven't seen my parents in ages we live in Hong Kong and I <coughs> see them every week you know yeah exactly you see them so often suddenly you're like oh I can't now yeah. and, but how do I keep this connection it, it just ended up being reflective of the times so or the poem a lot of the poems I've, I've produced are kind of set in guard a guard some of them are in gardens or on a on a walk and then yeah. some of them are perhaps more historical pieces so I might have um, like a poem I'm working on at the moment it's got a Wolverhampton connection because in lockdown I was reading um The Five which is a book about the victims of uh, Jack the Ripper but it doesn't okay. look at any of the it doesn't look at any of the um salacious murderous side of it it just looks at women's lives and one of them was from Wolverhampton so I kind of perhaps have done some poems that have been more about history because I've been in reading stuff yeah. rather than out nattering so there are contemporary ones but there's perhaps more ones that have looked back in time as well mm. no that's that's great I think um yeah it, we'd be able to give like a, a really great mix yeah of- it, it's very what I've done and some of it as well have been for things like when the libraries reopened um they asked me to do a poem about reopening the library doors so that's like more of a daft performance piece so there's it is a very odd mix of what I've created because some of it's more accessible and rhymey and some of it's perhaps more like the kind of stuff that I might write for the page so it's Mm. definitely (laughs) definitely (laughs) a mixed bag (laughs) yeah do you feel like lockdown has made you like change the way you've think about different ways of writing or just kind of tap into different skills or I've always done different kinds of writing anyway yeah. um, but I've done less performance poetry and comedic poetry during lockdown mm. and I think that's probably because I'm not doing live gigs so uh, the, I'm not in kind of perform performance mode um, and also on a screen or like on a zoom event if you're doing funny poetry it's quite hard because you don't get a reaction with yeah. an eye you get the laugh hit you know it's working but sometimes on a screen um you don't you, you can't hear what the audience are doing so you kind of just have to trust that it's working so whether that's part of the reason that I've been doing that much comedy stuff I don't know or maybe it's just less I don't know less comedic let the times don't feel very funny I suppose <laughs> you know what I mean it just feels like a bit oh um 
yeah so maybe that's changed things slightly mm. no but, I, I get it I, yeah. I have done some daft ones I've done a really daft comedy one made a couple of films that are silly yeah. so maybe I've just gone towards films rather than performance yeah yeah I think it's much harder to perform because like you you are speaking to like the like the empty ethos of people that you know are there but you have no connection to them at all because you can't they're on mute as well you can't you can't hear and what you're really performing to is your empty space isn't it sort of so it's also can be a bit more you have to kind of it's just funny it's weird I mean you get into it but it is very odd at first yeah no you have to like really build yourself up I think that's what I always find when I've ever like I'm never performing I'm just introducing but even when I'm introducing I'm always a bit like oh gosh there's no one talking back because I like you when you perform you feed off the energy of people yeah and you can read it as well sometimes the more the more not the more you do you can sometimes think oh this ain't working I'll change it Uh, when I mean the first start I would never change a set because I've be too but as you get more experience I can sometimes read it and think no they ain't I'll, I'll do this or I'll do that and but you can't read the zoom room in the same way especially if you haven't got your glasses on because can't see anything then. <laughs> maybe that's the trick for me just to feel more confident I'll just take off my glasses and then I can't see anything I'll probably just... freak out if I, if I had to do a live gig now I'd probably freak out do you think I don't know I have done two mm. <laughs> two in two years oh god um <laughs> But yeah, it was a bit, bit odd going back into a, a space. So we're on the search um, for the second poet laureate so I have seen some comments where people are like why <laughs> um ever should be it forever and I was like well <laughs> unfortunately it doesn't work like that um what would your advice be to anyone that is looking to be the next poet laureate um I just think be yourself come at it like you know who are you what what what's how do you connect with the city and mm. can you kind of use your connections to take poetry to you know new audiences can you use your connections to big up Wolverhampton because everybody's got like different you know where they might different connections different groups that they're part of so just kind of be yourself but think about how you would like to approach the role so um, I think that's that. That's the key, and set maybe set yourself a, some little targets to kind of aim for. So, you know, yeah, it could be that you come at it from a kind of I don't know sports perspective or something. You know, if you, that's your thing, you try and take poetry out to sporting events or something. But it's kind of having a little bit of an angle on it, I reckon. And what would you say to anyone that was thinking about applying, but not quite sure if that if it's for them yeah just go for it I mean if you if you love writing poetry if it's something that you're doing regularly and um and you've got a connection to the town why not have a go um comes up every two years so if you don't get it this time you can always, uh, you can always <laughs> again so 
<laughs> True. <laughs> Every two years. Um, yeah, it's a really, do you think, do you feel like you've got, obviously you had um, a little bit longer because of the pandemic, but um, do you feel like two years you've been able to um, really get to grips with um, the role completely and being the poet laureate? I would like to, I mean, it would have been nice if I could have got out, <laughs> performed to, you know, groups in Wolverhampton that, because what, one of my things is to take poetry to people that don't usually perhaps engage with poetry. So if we'd have been able to go out, I could have gone and done, performed at all sorts of things, I suppose, and um, which just couldn't happen. So I think, um that's one thing that you know it just couldn't be but that I would have liked to have have done because some people think they don't like poetry but when you kind of get it in front of them if you they kind of do really but you have to kind of take it to them they won't come to you so that's another element really is how you how you're going to engage people as a as a poet laureate you know can can you go out and meet people and sort of maybe write things about them for them where you're reflecting them back at them. Um, people like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think that's just definitely an important role of the Poet Laureate is being able to um, bring poetry to the people like, you know, like, like me, um, get them to really love the art form that, um, like you said, is, is so different from what, you see at um you like what you get to see at school um which is the first taste of poetry so I think I did I did have a loads of anthologies about naughty children um <laughs> so I particularly remember the one that was Georgina <laughs> I think it was gross Georgina um <laughs> that might be my first um feeling of poetry but slowly I think slowly I just kind of forgot about that I just remembered um just that range of ABCs of naughty children um and how funny that is and I think um I think once you get kind of the grips back to that kind of those kind of funny poetry junior school it everybody loves poetry at junior school you know when I go into schools I mean that was another thing I managed to go into some schools before lockdown hit I'd done some work with um Merrydale, um, Woodfield, I think, and a few other schools, um, Stoweth, I think, as well, um, because they were doing a project uh, to do with one of the exhibitions mm. uh, on home was the theme, and I'd love that as well because I really used to like going into schools. So you know that that's another element that if you're the kind of person that likes working with kids or performing, to, that that's another thing you can do as as the poet laureate, kind of go and infuse kids or get them writing um about things that matter to them so that was yeah that was nice I did I did forgot about that I did actually do manage to do that uh as live stuff before before lockdown so. yeah no yeah definitely I think um yeah definitely in primary school people I've definitely loved poetry um at primary school and I would love poetry um now as well having experienced it in the way that you, you got you have um so almost like I'm one of the followers that the Poet Laureate should be targeting <laughs> and you've targeted me so well that I... Well, yeah, you know, 
Yeah, exactly. I love a poetry slab. Maybe you might see me in the next poetry slab. Probably not. Um, <laughs> just that now. Gonna enter. <laughs> no, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be there. I'll be there. Um, introducing. <laughs> um, I'll give it the chance to everybody else because you know, you don't know my skills in poetry yet. I'll just get get going with these workshops to keep going. Um, I mean, that's the other really cool thing about poetry, it's really democratic art form because you only need a pencil. <laughs> so you don't need to buy lots of expensive kit. So, you know, everybody can make up little rhymes or things in their head even. And I think that's that's the attraction because you, it's, it is accessible. More people write it than let on I think sometimes as well even if you're just jotting down something in a birthday card or something that rhymes it's still it's still poetry yeah, yeah no exactly I think more people don't realize that they're writing they're actually engaging in poetry yeah um, then like song like you said like music songwriting is a form of um poetry sometimes it just it can be yeah. yeah so so we all engage with it in some ways just I think it's um yeah I think more and more people are definitely should start looking into it especially going to keep going on about it but keep going to all these great events that you and Steve and Dave do and I know you guys are doing that Shakespeare line as well which is um and posting poems and showcasing all these great um West Midlands um poets that we have yeah yeah I mean that's been that's been a really nice project that has because it's it's enabled us to provide work for other poets as well which we love to do we, we like to get we like to get paid work for other poets um and they've everybody's been writing about a different station on the Shakespeare line which is the one that runs from Moore Street in Birmingham to Stratford but um we're getting people to write haikus now and send them to us so we're sharing them all over Twitter at the minute but um it's to celebrate that fact that all the stations have got station adopters looking after them now so it's part to celebrate that really yeah mm. but we we love anything like that but um we know like um when the lit fest had the over here poems attached to the different places around Wolverhampton that was great fun you could go and download a poem from different venues yeah so it's yeah. just you know, it's kind of just giving poetry a bit of a quirky angle or a new connection it's good yeah exactly making sure that like you know it it stays top of mind and relevant and connects and relatable and connecting to people as well so um which I think is what's really strong about literature and writing um either in poetry or prose is being able to create this representation um for people to engage with and see themselves in as well um yeah, I think it's a really great thing you guys are doing in the city um, to really champion arts and culture and, um, you know, the spoken word. A lot going on, you know, there are a lot of writers groups running out of Wolverhampton, which, I mean, you showcase them yeah. at the festival. But, you know, for people who are interested in writing or want to try these things, there are, we're, we're really lucky. I mean, my, a lot of it is legacy from what Simon Fletcher did when he was yeah. literature development officer. Um, but, you know, they're still there, they're writing, and it can be really nice to just join with those kind of groups. So you've got a bit of community and quite often they'll put anthologies together. So you've got a way of 
putting your work out there, but Bilston have got an active writers group, Blake and all have got one. Um, I think I don't think Technol's so active now during lockdown, uh, but Punjabi Women's Writers Group as well. Yeah. Allotments have just got an online group set up. So, you know, that's that's four. Um, it, it's it's great. So if, you know, if you're looking to join a writing community, you can actually, you know, you can do it quite easily, really. Yeah, it's a really thriving um, community within yeah. Wolverhampton. And I think that's a really great thing. Like you said, when you started out, you had someone to uh, encourage you to get on stage. And I think having these kind of people that you can talk to and get advice from and, um, you know, and encourage you to just to realize, because when you sit there and write your poems yourself or your prose or yourself, you know, we're all our worst critics. So Yeah, yeah. And it's quite, I mean, especially novel writing, it's very lonely <laughs> because... Hmm just you and a screen and you you don't get any sort of feedback with poetry you can go out and read a bit and get a bit of instant feedback and it just doesn't feel like you're doing something into a void you know yeah exactly um and also it's nice to be able to jump off ideas you might have an idea that you think is half there but you need it to be full and be able to have people to run it by and see if there is to build off each other yeah, and also they've got shared knowledge, so they might say, oh, did you know about this competition? Or oh, do you ever thought about sending it there? So it's just really useful networking, really. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's um, it's a really lucky thing, and I think it's an incredible thing that's within Wolverhampton that, um, if any, there, if there is writers and poets or anyone that um, wants or feels like they need a community, there are so much options for them. And I think, and I think it's only growing as well which is a great thing um yeah. for somewhere um like walls and making sure that these voices like you said like the these working class voices and these dialects and these different like representations are being um being shown in the public eye absolutely and it's in, i think it's important as well to like um keep young people coming through with these i mean i know you you've done quite a bit of stuff with um young younger people at, at lit fest um, but like um, Writing West Midlands also runs Spark Writers Groups, which are across the West Midlands for young people who have got like an interest in writing. And I think that's really important as well that, you know, you've got um, these uh, these opportunities for young people who write to realise that it's not just something <laughs> that's something they do. Because I, I didn't know anybody else when I was a kid who wrote like something you used to keep a bit of a secret because it was a bit weird. <laughs> um, but, you know, now there's, you know, there's even groups for, like, younger people. I think that's really important. Yeah, exactly. Um, Organises it as, a, as an acceptable thing to be doing and also puts it on a, a possible career path as, as well. Because, yeah. you know, you can make a living in the arts. And I think that's important to that wasn't an option that wasn't ever put as an option for somebody like me when I was at school that I could have done something in the arts no that <laughs> you know it's either learn to type and go in an office or a factory at that time nobody would have you wouldn't have said I, I, I want to be you know I, I want to do art no you don't don't be silly it wasn't so I think that's 
having that as um, arts and culture as, as a career, as an obvious career path that is out there for people, it's, it's really important to do that and reinforce that as well for younger people. Yeah, being able to show that um, arts and culture is not just a hobby or something that you just kind of... Absolutely. And that's, I think, you know, putting on stuff for younger people that's uh, valuing their work and uh, encouraging them to send stuff off and publish it. That's how you break down those barriers as well. So it's kind of going back to the point we made that publishing isn't all one kind of person. Yeah, exactly. And being, yeah, exactly. And having more representation of um, young people because they are a large part of society. Um, and, you know, and like lots of the, the children books that you read are written by people that are remembering what it's like to be a kid. And it'd be great to, you know, have more of these yeah. younger voices telling, remember that. Absolutely. Make it more relatable. Well, I like to end most of these podcasts with um, what do you think you hope for walls going forward? Like we have so much going on next year with British Art Show 9, there's the Commonwealth Games, um, Lit Fest 2022 <laughs> coming in. Um, what, what, what do you think the future of arts in Wolverhampton? I hope that the, I hope it continues on the trajectory that it seems to be going on, really, um, because such a lot happens. We've got so, so many fantastic um, things in the city and sometimes people I don't know whether they tend to forget that we've got all these things going on or whether they um whether they're not even aware sometimes that things are going on um and I think I'd just like to see more coverage of things so that everybody's aware look this is happening that you know and it just keeps on that upward upward track that it's been going on for the past the past few years. I mean, Litfest is absolutely fantastic. You know, just want more people to attend and come. And I mean, year on year, it grows, doesn't it? Which is fantastic. But um, yeah, just want people to support the arts in the town and come out and see stuff because it's there. You just kind of, you know, need to go see it come along join in <laughs> yeah exactly um I definitely agree with that um and hopefully as more people are kind of staying closer to home rather than going out I think hopefully that that kind of coming in and being able to see what's happening in Wolverhampton will continue that trajectory that you're talking about which I think is definitely on the up um oh it is I mean it is it's been it's sort of it's it's kind of been doing that kind of sort of poetry for kind of goes <laughs> it's it's like much you know there's much more happening than ever there was and that's really exciting and lovely and a city a city like that it deserves it you know it, it, it's it's a lovely place and it's so much happening so much talent that it just needs to be celebrated and um shown to the rest of the world no I think that's a brilliant um a line to end on because I think that's definitely true Wolves needs to be needs to be shown and celebrated and it has slowly I think we've we've definitely started doing that and it's just going to keep 
keep going with um with you as, as a supporter there as well um keeping that kind of message zooming up um the trajectory <laughs> fingers crossed exactly well thank you so much emma for joining me oh that's been great thanks for having me along thank you for coming along um or hopefully see you soon bye bye And thank you so much for Emma for joining us. Um, it was so great to talk to her about how she started uh, performance poetry, the amazing work that her, Steve Pottinger and Dave Pitt do in Wolverhampton and across the black country to um, make people excited about poetry and also about how she adapted during the during her two years as the Poet Laureate, um, because it was a very interesting year, not something that we all set out to be doing, but she did an amazing job to adapt um, during that time. And it's sad to see Emma go as our Poet Laureate, but always looking forward. And there's, I know, amazing, some amazing poets that live and work within Wolverhampton that I think would just thrive and really give us a chance to continue the work of spreading poetry and making people enjoy poetry which I think is a really important thing about this role. So if you're at home and you're listening to this and you want to be apply to be the next Poet Laureate then head to Wolverhampton Literature Festival's page and go to Google and search it um, and if you go to our website you can find out how to apply and what we're looking for. The applications are open for another week, so do get your applications in as soon as you can. We can't wait to hear from you and all the amazing poets around the city. And, and I, can't, I can't wait to find out who the next Poet Laureate might be. Thank you again for joining us and listening to the Wolverhampton Arts and Culture Podcast. And I can't wait to share and explore more of what Wolverhampton has to offer. Speak to you all soon.